Welcome, everybody, to another GD podcast. This is your host, Guy DeMarco. Happy that you're rejoining me. Sorry I've taken so long off. It's been kind of a crazy six months, but I'm going to try and catch you up on uh, everything that's been going on. So we all know we've been in COVID crisis since the beginning of the year, myself included. My last day of work was, I believe, uh, April, yeah, like April, nope, March, there we go, March 11th, yeah, so my last day of work was March 11th. I worked uh, part of the day teaching some internationals, and that's when everything got crazy with shutting down the borders, shutting down international flights, everything like that. So my division decided to send me home and be with my family for the sheer fact that both of my children are high risk. My oldest son is a type 1 diabetic and is immunocompromised. Therefore, if he was to get sick, he would have a much harder time overcoming the illness. Therefore, they decided to self-quarantine, or they directed quarantined me, and uh, that's where I stayed uh, for a very long time. So, I pretty much didn't do anything. I was allowed to leave the house for food, gas, uh, medication, and... uh, like doctor's appointments and stuff. So it was a really long six months and I was going really, really stir crazy. But finally got back to work. Um, I went back to work on the 31st of August um, is when I stepped foot back in the division. I actually changed divisions. I ended up going over to tools and methods and I'm getting certified as a new instructor over there. So kind of have to do the same thing I did when I got here, but a little bit different. Um, I'm already certified instructor, so I just have to get new topics certified in the new division. However, it is a high-risk division because we are using live explosive tools, so there's a little bit more rigmarole to that. So, uh, yeah, that's kind of been uh, the last six months for me. Pretty, uh, pretty enjoyable staying home and being able to work with the kids um, every day and checking out um, their day-to-day, being here when they wake up, being here when they go to sleep. It's been really, really enjoyable in that aspect. However, um, kudos to the wife because she deals deals with it every single day and I'm over here just uh, being a stay-at-home dad for six months and it has uh, driven me up a wall, y'all, like for real. We'll get into a couple other things that uh, that has gone on in this whole COVID crisis conundrum that we find ourselves in. But uh, yeah, props to the wife for dealing with this stuff every single day. Um, yeah, crazy, crazy stuff. But super happy to be able to to spend time with the boys. So the first like two months were like super gravy. Be like, oh yeah, totally growing out my beard and all this other stuff, and I. Trust me, I had a pretty gnarly beard. Um, But then, uh, 
then like as the months rolled on just like i want something to do i need something to do give me something to do um that was definitely a uh, a tough thing to contend with and still try and like take care of my own mental health my wife's mental health getting the boys outside exercise things like that really took a toll um my sister-in-law moved down here in that time frame and she's an ER nurse in Louisiana in Shreveport and she moved down here to Crestview and uh, everybody had to quarantine for two weeks because like Louisiana is like was a national hotspot at that given point in time so I was pretty crazy um, yeah but I'm kind of like scrolling through my calendar here just to see like what things had happened um, April Fools was kind of a different joke I told the wife that I was going back to work and she like freaked out um, all pretty basic basic stuff going on um, let's see oh I picked up uh, picked up a Remex so that's new and exciting I picked up a Remex 22 from Alta Shooting Solutions here in uh, Baker Florida I picked that up and then just uh, I had purchased a proof prefit 18 and a half inch and that's about the only time I'm going to say that company's name because it took forever to get it. And their customer service, when just asking general questions, uh, kind of sucked. So um, I had a negative experience um, in that regard. So uh, that's the only time I'm going to name that particular company. I do have two of their barrels, one on a Rimex and one on a 6.5. But um, didn't uh, didn't have a really good experience there. Um, while I was in ROM, uh, restriction of movement, um, I did get a couple of, uh, passes to attend one or two events. I shot the, uh, the May long range challenge, um, social distancing and all that fun jazz, uh, in accordance with all that fun stuff. Been having some super issues with my 308, like being, uh, a half a mil off, uh, even though I zero it that morning, um, ended up screwing with my, the thing that you're never supposed to do, screw with your BC or your, your dope or your chewing data in the middle of a match. I did it. I learned my mistake. I won't do that anymore. Um, but yeah, I did not do very well at that match. Um, but I still had fun and I learned, so that's what it's all about. Um, we've had tons of birthdays, with all the family and stuff like that. Uh, my dad's birthday, uh, my wife's family, my, my sister, my nephew, my, uh, my, both my kids, um, no birthday parties or anything else like that due to the, uh, the COVID, uh, craziness, but, uh, been having a lot of fun. Um, I picked up that Remex and finally got that thing built when my barrel came in excuse me, when my barrel came in, uh, it's currently sitting in an MPA BA comp chassis with a Timney hit flat trigger on it. It's got the Vortex Strike Eagle 5-25, Seekins rings, uh, that 18 and a half inch barrel, and then it's topped off with a BNT uh, bipod and an at, or yeah, an Atlas bipod, the, the Cal version that I picked up from A&J Sporting Goods. 
Um, Aaron over there is just amazing. And then uh, it's got my 22 suppressor, my Sparrow 22 on there as well. And so far it's shooting lights out. I want to get out to the range and do some ammo uh, tuning for it and then some torque tuning on the action screws and see what I can come up with. Um, been having a lot of fun with uh with that little guy i've only shot one, i took it out one day before a match and put some rounds through about 150 rounds kind of season the barrel and shoot some groups see what my uh my my spread was at 50 and 100 and then the next day i shot a match and that was uh that was on the august course of fire for the nrl 22 we've still been doing the nrl 22 we're going to talk on that and the um PRS Rimfire. We're going to talk about that in a little bit, but uh, built that Rimex, having a lot of fun with it. Uh, should be shooting super, super good here shortly. Um, find out what ammo she likes to eat and then uh, take her out. And then I also picked up a Relic gun for myself. Um, so one of the first guns that I learned to shoot was a Ruger 22 long rifle single six. And the story behind this gun is... Uh, it's the gun that I learned to shoot with out at Ben Avery shooting range in just north of Phoenix. Um, took it up to Black Canyon City, shot at my uncle's house, you know, did all this stuff. And then my dad loaned it to my aunt uh, to have in the house just as a little backup gun um, in case anything happened. At the time, she was living about six miles away from the Glendale, uh, the Arizona Cardinals stadium down there in Glendale. Um, her house was broken into, ransacked, and they stole this firearm. And for some odd reason, one way or another, my dad didn't have the serial number. He literally went through the original box. Um, it was like a 1970s model. Went through the box, found it. The receipt was all oily and whatever, so he just threw it away. Um, and then like two weeks later, the gun got stolen. Well, uh, my aunt never replaced it. It's been kind of a point of contention. And then, you know, now that I've got kids, I've got the original 22 that my dad bought for me when I was a kid. I still have that thing. It's in my safe right now, um, but I don't have a single six. So I've been keeping my eye out for probably a year or two, um, trying to find a single six. There was a guy at a local gun show here that wanted like $500 for a beat up 22. Um, no box, no papers. So I kept my eye out, went on Gunbroker, and I found one, and it was like 350 bucks was the initial bid. Um, I bid on it, and I think I ended up picking it up for uh, $430, and then you do the tax and the shipping and everything like that. So I got it for under 500 bucks, which I was happy about. Um, but it's a 1960s three-screw original box and original paperwork in it. And uh, there's a little bit of damage um, like some scrapes, like it's been dropped on the uh, the bottom of the pistol grip on the metal portion. The wood's good, but the metal is a little scraped up. I'm not too worried about it. But I took it out and I shot it. And by God, if it didn't take me back to when I was like five or six years old learning how to shoot. Um, super, super cool. So now I've got a 22 single six back in the arsenal. And... Um, Hopefully my kids will develop enough to be able to enjoy some basic firearms handling with me taking out to the range shooting some coke cans or something. Sorry, I got to take a drink from the AG Cup Foundation Stocks coffee cup here. Um, 
yeah, so that was uh, probably one of the coolest scores that I've got while uh, amid all this COVID crisis. Um, so that's super cool. On the family side, the wife's business has been picking up, y'all. It's super awesome. She is the owner, operator, CEO, uh, kit cam caboodle for APD Photography and Media. And basically, she is a professional photographer, but also she's a social media branding um, ghostwriter for other individuals in the industry. She has a lot of customers um, that were affected by COVID up in like New York City. One, New York City, one of her biggest clients uh, is based out of New York, and with the whole restrictions, gatherings, going outside, everything like that. Uh, her business was that photographer's business was affected but basically what my wife does is all these photographers will take the pictures my wife will get them via Dropbox or whatever and then she will cull through all the pictures say this photographer takes 200 pictures and she needs 60 to edit my wife will go down and give her about uh, 75 to 85 pictures that are um, in focus, clear, crisp, everything like that, and then Dropbox them back to the photographer for her to edit, or my wife will edit them for an additional fee. But she also does all of the social media for a couple of different photographers, uh, a couple of different accounts um, on Instagram, Facebook, things like that. So my wife has been doing that and staying super busy with that. So I've been, you know, stay-at-home dad, lunches, breakfast, lunch, and dinner for the boys, lunch and dinner for us. Um, doing all that stuff, um, working therapy, picking up uh, odd jobs here and there that are outside that I can that I can I feel like I'm contributing to the household because nothing's like a blow to your masculinity like your wife killing it and you're you know still getting paid but can't do anything. But we're working through it, right? So the wife's been killing it with her work. I'm super proud of her. Uh, she's doing some good stuff. We got some fall minis um, that are going to be popping uh, here shortly, bringing people over and uh, working. Um, what I've been basically doing is building props and sourcing materials for like fall festival type photos uh, for private mini shoots for uh, families, things like that. We might do some dogs. I don't know. I don't know how the dogs are going to react with another another dog in the in the property and as much as my dog goes to the bathroom it'll probably just be sniffing the whole time and not take a picture but we're gonna try some stuff out um so super proud of you babe you're killing it uh as far as the boys go the boys are <laughs> the boys are the boys they're do they are doing awesome however um amid this whole covid uh crap nobody was allowed to come over to the house uh both my boys um well my oldest son guy Owen is uh, autistic type 1 diabetic he has developmental delay sensory processing uh, apraxia which means he doesn't remember how to say words um, yes yeah, a short laundry list of, uh, of medical issues and because of uh, social distancing and corona and everything like that and his diabetes we didn't want to bring anybody in the house so we kind of pause x on all of his therapies and because we did that pause x we lost ot and speech and then we were the only customer for the um, aba autism specialist so she was able to come over after a short um, 
you know, stand down period. And then she was headhunted by a company in Alabama where she moved to. She lived in Crestview, but she moved up to Enterprise. And she got headhunted up there. There was upward progression in the company. She's halfway through her doctorate, so I totally understand it. She's probably one of the smartest people I've ever met. So she went up there. Uh, Amina, we miss you. And then our backup ABA therapist is a artillery officer in the Louisiana National Guard and she got spun up for a 365 to uh, the sandbox so she got all of her pre-deployment training and she's she's already out the door um, I imagine so um, we're thinking of you as well uh, and then we had a tech come in and work with us for about two weeks and then she just up and quit so my kid hasn't had therapy and what seems like forever I would say uh, late June early July was the last time my kid has gotten any type of um, board certified therapy we work with them but like I diffuse bombs I don't I don't know how to teach in a capacity that Amina or Melissa taught um, I'm not that smart so we're working on changing companies, but we all know TRICARE is a mess. And then um, my second son, uh, Grady, he was starting to show signs and uh, behaviors. So we took him into the specialist and he was diagnosed with a, I say a slight touch, um, just a sprinkle of autistic-like behaviors but he has more of a ADHD um, borderline, whatever you want to call that. Like, I don't know. Uh, you must get that from me. But the therapist or the therapist that we took him to or the doc that we took him to is not certified to diagnose that. So she gave us a referral to somebody else and then it's just getting into that office to get an official diagnosis and then getting a mini FMP, which sucks here at Eglin. And then at least the medical side does. And then getting services that match up for both boys. Um, it's, it's been a struggle, a real struggle. So we're dealing with that. And then, uh, yeah, that's, I mean, my mental health is is my mental health we've we've had this discussion but i was doing some on like over the phone communication meetings or whatever and that was going good and then that kind of just tapered off after the the second and third month of this uh this rom process that i've been in so um i should probably make another appointment just to kind of like check in but yeah pressing matters and such but on a lighter note, when I do, 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 there we go. Um, I got back to work um, a little bit early. They, they, as in the detachment, brought me in and wanted to just kind of see how I was doing, which was nice. Um, we started, I basically pioneered a way to do zoom training basically like every freaking elementary kid in the nation all the all the schools are doing now 
uh, this online Zoom education. We basically did that for our students awaiting training. So students are showing up from preliminary, from prelim, and they're waiting to go into class because we've kind of shrunk down the class sizes and done uh, the starts because we have, you know, instructors are out. We still have to continue the training mission because that cannot stop. Um, we have, uh, we started to institute a Zoom training. Um, we get these students awaiting training on Mondays, Wednesdays, Fridays for different students have different blocks of time. But we go over like basic, um, the Airmanship 200 stuff. If you're in the Air Force, you might know what I'm talking about. Um, Airmanship 200, so like being a good citizen, like um, respect, honor, courage, duty, uh, community, ambassadorship, like all these things. And basically kind of, I wouldn't say re-blue them because they've only been in the military for less than a year. So they should probably still be pretty blue, but just talk to them about real stuff. And uh, as an instructor that's out of the schoolhouse um, on ROM, it was definitely something cool that I could, uh, I got started up that way we can, we can continue to guide and mentor these new guys and keep them motivated. Um, to uh to continue training and yes this is a, a definite blow to the uh the training pipeline and and your progress in the military um however you're getting paid to like i don't want to say just hang out because they still have duties and responsibilities but basically they're getting paid to do online training instead of like getting into school and they came down here to get into school and i totally understand that but uh, when you're dealt a hand, you got to deal with it, and we're we're getting them through it the best way we can, which is um, pretty awesome. So, I started that about three weeks prior to getting back into the division on the 31st of August. So that was pretty cool, um, getting that up. And then I started on the 31st and ran into the 4th of September, and then the Navy has a sweet policy where they will randomly test individuals for COVID, and we had two cases pop up at the school in two different divisions, so they shut down the first seven or six divisions, uh, demo through IEDs, they shut it down for two weeks, so now I go back to work on the 18th, of uh september and we will uh we'll kick it get it kicking in in training again which is pretty sweet um so we'll get like uh that'll be a refresh day and then 21st or start training again um so crazy times you gotta you gotta shift fire you gotta adjust you gotta do what you gotta do to accomplish the mission uh our mission is to train um next-gen EOD techs, and we're doing that the best way we can, the safest way we can, um, which is when uh, when somebody pops hot, we, we shut down the school for a little bit, make sure that nothing spreads, we can disinfect everything, and then we continue training for there. Uh, even though my son still is autistic and type 1 diabetic and all that other stuff, I just have to take safety precautions on my end as well as ensuring that the students understand my situation. Uh, six feet minimum social distancing. Um, if I'm in indoors, I will wear a mask. I don't require other people to wear a mask um, if they don't need to uh, or if they don't choose to. I'll wear the mask. I'll keep my, my social distancing. Um, if I'm instructing the students, uh, 
just have them give me a wide berth. Uh, if it's something super technical, I'll put my mask back on and show them uh, show them what's up on whatever we're doing, and then um, keep a big old bottle of hand sanitizer in my pocket. So anytime I, after I get done touching their tools or anything else like that or their equipment, uh, measuring standards, I will, you know, disinfect and, and go from there. So those are some of the safety precautions that I'm taking. But that's pretty much what's going on with work and the family and COVID. Uh, let's talk about some shooting stuff. How about that? So um, shooting, like I said, I've been out of work for quite some time. I was going to the range somewhat on a regular basis. I've done a couple of reviews. Those are on YouTube. I've done the Strike Eagle 525. I did the PDC Customs Gen 5C, Remington 700, uh, and clone action chassis. I'm working on a Vortex uh, Diamondback HD spotting scope. Um, I'm working on some of that stuff right now as far as reviews go. So I was going out to the range and then obviously posting some stuff on social media. I got in a little bit of trouble for that. Um, even though I'm in an open space with nobody around, anything like that, some individuals decided they wanted to uh, get upset about it and tell my boss instead of telling me. So uh, I'm 35, almost 36 years old, and I'm still in high school. So that's cool. Um, but I was going out to the range and doing some stuff, so now I just don't go to the range. But now that I'm out of ROM, I can, so that's fun. So let's see, shooting-wise uh shot we've been having all of our um we were supposed to have the nrl 22 altus series finale the uh, 26th of april because of all this covid stuff altus shut down um all matches and everything like that until we got a better handle on the understanding and situation of what was going on so we had no match in no official match in april um we postponed our finale, which uh, was the right thing to do. So we postponed it. Um, basically, we postponed for th three months. So we didn't shoot in April, May, or June. And then we had the finale on the 26th of July. Now, what I did is I went out and set the whole match up on a Saturday while they were doing the EOD uh, Memorial Challenge shootout two-gun pistol match, whatever it was. Um, I set up the prize table in the rain and then went out and hammered all the posts and did all the stuff and got the whole thing set up. And then on the 25th and then the 26th is when we actually shot uh, and had a really good turnout. We had 22 shooters. Um, I was in a super, super small squad. I stayed away from everybody. I did all that fun jazz. But uh, we had 22 shooters and I've got the actual results up here. Um, so Alex Roth was our overall winner. Um, for both the series and for the uh, the match. So he took first place in the match with uh, 924.43 points um, out of a possible 1,200. Um, so really, really good job, Alex. Um, Navy... Uh, Navy vet, active duty Navy out of uh, Pensacola. Second place was our my good friend, owner of Hub City Outdoors. You've seen me plug him plenty of times. James, uh, 
Alt Vader shooting my one of my rifles shot a 900.43 on the day and just crushed it Uh, did really really well and then uh, just just crushed it that's his second match ever and he crushed it and uh, did really really well so congrats James Um, my arch rival in base class David Swedberg my good friend uh, coming in with a 863 myself I finished fourth with a 821 we got Chris Carson fifth Rudy sixth Ryan Harris a new shooter took seventh John Holloway Mr. John Holloway eighth our good buddy uh Captain Jack ninth Randy Galvin tenth Matt Fry eleventh Dean Bradford twelfth Mike Cage thirteenth uh, Adam Law our young gun, 14th. Annette, our lady, took 15th. Tristan McMaster, another young gun, 16th. Grant Cage, Mike's son, 17th. Tom Elkins, 18th. Brianna took 19th. Sky took 20th. And then Brandon and Lloyd finished uh, 20th and 20, uh, 21st and 22nd. Um, great match everybody I think had a lot of fun thank you to all of our awesome sponsors Um, so many so many awesome sponsors I mean Armageddon Gear Voodoo Gunworks Altus uh, Shooting Solutions uh, Curtis Tactical Suppressor and Rifle Red Wire Gear Max Ordnant Hub City Outdoors uh, Coltac, Storm Tactical. I'm trying to go off the top of my head here. Um, uh, Mongo's two, uh, Mongoose two actual Vortex, Timney, uh, you name it. Um, short action precision, you name it. We had, uh, we had long range. Um, who was that? Why can't I remember my buddy's company right now? Long range studies, LRS. Um, was out there as well supporting the uh, prize table so thank you to all of our great sponsors if i forgot you it's nothing personal but i i do have a memory issue so um blend that on one too many hits to the head but that match was super super awesome um oh dm targets big shout out to dm targets the finale prize like the series the series trophy was just amazing um that was uh that was by dm targets um seth just amazing uh amazing dude amazing product it was super cool i uh the other awards for the top shooter in each class got a um x steel six inch target that i personally um machine polished and then took it over to my buddy jay at um uh jr custom metal engraving um it's joe but i call him jay uh desi quad amputee air force eod tech vet um got his own small business down here just crushing it so uh thank you as well for sponsoring the uh the table with your amazing awards um yeah just a great match had had so much fun awesome prizes all of the shooters had a great time um really really cool so 
was able to connect with a couple of people and get them into shooting NRL 22 and uh, going from there as far as like getting them into the sport and, and fielding questions and who what you actually need versus what you want or what are the basics come shoot a match I got plenty of extra stuff I brought my extra guns to pretty much every match that I've shot and somebody's usually picking it up checking it out shooting it doing whatever so it's awesome to uh to be able to be a match director for the NRL 22 and uh be hosted by Alta Shooting Solutions and ensure that you know people have the opportunity to at least come and check out our sport which uh is amazing so the the match went really really well and then we had our season opener or this season's series opener on the 30th of august and that was a lot of fun we had like 16 shooters out there um i shot the new rimax like i said i didn't place as well as i wanted to but we had some people that were just just on it just just nailing it so i came in middle of the pack i think i finished eighth out of 16 no shame in that i shot my match new gun to getting used to stuff is what it is i'll be ready for the next one but something that is interesting is the uh, southwest regional director for the prs rimfire is randy galvin um army guy army medic and uh we work together out of the school and he has started the Bonifay PRS Rimfire match on his property in Bonifay, Florida. And he owns like 40 acres out there. So uh, he put on his first match on the 22nd of August. I went out there to show support for Randy and his, his club match. And went out there and burned it down. Um, it was eight stages, so 80 possible rounds, and I think I dropped seven on the day. I think I finished with a 73 and took first with my, uh, I hadn't had my, I didn't have my Rimex done yet, so I shot it with my CZ 457, and uh, I claimed like four or five stages. Uh, I was just on it. It was, everything was jiving, everything felt good. It was hotter than balls. Um, sweating through two shirts uh sun shirt and my team poi shirt but man like felt really really good now granted there was only like five of us there randy his uh girlfriend uh captain jack and uh buddy that he brought so there's five of us but randy's randy and jack aren't uh aren't nothing to to disregard jack's a hell of a shooter and 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 so is randy so i was really surprised to be able to squeak out a win on that one so i got my first uh match win for rimfire in the bonifay the inaugural B, uh bonifay 22 match or prs rimfire match so that was super cool i've already set up and am going to shoot his next match on september 19th which is awesome and then we have built out the fall schedule for the Altus NRL 22 series on the website. So if you go to Altus uh, shooting solutions.com, click on competitions, click on NRL 22. You can see all of the matches. Our next match is September 27th of 2020. Um, we got 10 stages. It's a hundred rounds. Uh, course of fire we'll be shooting the five stages for the nrl 22 and then we're going to bang out five extra stages that i have created and we're going to shoot the sticker gate 
finally um, and go from there. So just uh, craziness all around, um, staying busy between um, online training work, uh, writing my performance report um, for, the, for the military, finding out that I didn't make master. Yet again, I was 0.5 points away. The cutoff was a 368, and I had a 367.5, along, along with 16 other of my f- fellow EOD technicians. So there was a bunch of bunch of really pissed off people if 16 of us missed it by a half a point. So is what it is. There's always next year. Um, being out of work for six months definitely hurt. So we'll see how I do this year. It'll be fun and interesting. And uh, there's always the sixth try for making master. Um, yeah, so that's kind of what's been going on with covid the family shooting stuff and then yeah that's that's pretty much been uh been the thing been listening to a lot of podcasts the long range tactics podcast the everyday sniper fieldcraft survival um max ordnant um you name it i've been uh i've been jonesing on some podcasts picking up some new shows on netflix um Kingdom. I know it's probably an old show, but I just found it, so that's pretty good. Reading a couple of books. Um, I've got the entire stack of Applied Ballistics Media bundle to uh, start sifting through, so that'll be fun. But yeah, all in all, pretty, pretty awesome, pretty good. So that's uh, that's pretty much all I got. Uh, I would like to say uh, I'm back. It won't be six months before I record another podcast. Um, I'm going to try and get some guests on the podcast. Some uh, small business owners like my buddy James, um, Randy. Get Alex on here as the uh, the winner of the match. Just kind of check some stuff out. Um, hit those guys up. Also, uh, going to try and get some other shooters on here. Um, 22 shooters, centerfire shooters. Um yeah, just kind of be like, yo, dog, what's going on in the shooting world these days? Um, yeah, so if you have any suggestions on who you want in the uh, to be on the show, drop me a line. You can find all my contact information um, pretty much anywhere. Just search Guy DeMarco on uh, Facebook. I'm the first one, Guy DeMarco, not Guy E. DeMarco. So Guy DeMarco on Facebook, Hot GD Rod on Instagram, or you can email me direct at guy.demarco.84 at Gmail. Just uh, put another GD podcast in the description. Let me know who you want me to get on the show. And with that, I still have shirts available for the show at CrabZone, at CrabZone.com, at... Uh, you can check them out on Instagram and Facebook, Crab Zone on Facebook, and then Crab Zone at Crab Zone LLC on Instagram. I'm going to check that right now because uh, Mark will kill me if I get that wrong. But they've got my T-shirt at the store. It is available. So you can definitely 
go on there and grab one of those. They're super, super soft. Yeah, it's uh, just Crab Zone on Instagram. You can go on there, grab my shirt. It's the another GD Podcast t-shirt. You can go on there, get one of those, support the show, support a local, small, veteran-owned business here in the Niceville, Florida area. Check it out. Uh, super soft, super durable. I really like it. But uh, yeah, that's what's going on. So hopefully you guys have had a enjoyable slash uh, not too stressful six months with all this COVID stuff. So with that, we're going to wrap it up and we will see you guys on the next show. So take care. Till next time, you know, keep your powder dry. Shoot straight. Later. Later.